Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of On The Level Leadership. My name is Tammy and I'm a leadership and career growth coach. I'm here to help you be the best leader you can be so you can grow in your career in a way that is healthy and sustainable for you. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that the 2020 pandemic irreversibly shifted how we work. In fact, there's more remote workers out there now than ever before. And the problem is between 2020 and the current state, which is 2023, we have seen a drastic reduction in boundaries and established routines for folks that work remotely. And what that's resulted in is a workforce that is tired, maybe burnt out, and are really struggling because they feel like their workplaces have completely invaded their lives at home as well. So this week, I wanna talk about self-care, specifically self-care for remote workers and the five things that you're gonna to wanna to do and put in place in order to maintain your mental health and wellness and balance as you continue to work as a remote worker. So let's get right into this. If you're a remote worker, you're probably feeling quite imbalanced at this point in the game and want to know just what do I need to do to establish more balance in my life? Some of these are going to be a little easier than others, but I'm going to go through these five things with you today, and hopefully this will help you sort of reestablish some balance in your life. The first I've already alluded to in the intro is the need to set boundaries. So first, what is a boundary? So a boundary is something that you are establishing for yourself and for those around you that articulate what you're willing to do or not do and under what parameters you're willing to do those things in. And those boundaries are going to be different depending on the person that we're talking to. So I have some clients that their boundaries are about their work hours. Others are about when they check their phones or their email messages. Sometimes it's about how they set and carve out time for themselves during the day to reconnect with themselves or to take a break. So boundaries are personal and they're things that you have to figure out for yourself. So establishing those boundaries, you have to first identify those boundaries, what you want to set in terms of boundaries, and then you have to start implementing them, which means enforcing those boundaries. And you don't enforce boundaries just willy-nilly. They have to be communicated. So once you've established a boundary, you need to broadcast what it is you want from people. For example, if you're a salaried employee who's only expected to work 7.5 hours a day and you want to establish the boundary that you are in fact only working 7.5 hours a day, then you need to be very clear about that. You know what, guys? After six o'clock at night, I'm no longer checking my phone. I'm no longer in my email. I'm with my family. And that's a boundary that you will have to put in place, communicate to the masses, and then handle the repercussions as they come forward. Because there will be people that will push your boundaries because they might, those boundaries might not make sense for them. And so they're gonna try to push against your own personal boundary. But the key here is gonna be about having the courage to continue pushing your boundaries forward and reinforcing them. And what you'll find is that eventually people will adjust and adapt to your boundaries. They will know Tammy's not available after six o'clock at night. The second thing is establish a routine. Every day when you're a remote worker should become routine. There should be some semblance of understanding from those around you as to what your workday looks like. You get up in the morning, you do your exercise routine, you go for your walk, you have your breakfast, your coffee, whatever, and then you check into your workplace at 8 or 9 or 8.30 or 7.30 or whatever time it is you start in the morning. If your day is routine, then your staff, your senior leadership, and your family will start to understand what your daily routine is. Make sure you plan for breaks during the day, you know, 15, 20 minutes after a couple of hours of work. I like to go outside and ground. I put my feet on the ground. I take my shoes off and I ground outside. I find it helps me recalibrate and then I come back in and I start over again. 
find something that works for you, a five minute breathing exercise, um, taking time to watch a YouTube video, do whatever it is that makes you feel better, energized, recharged, so you can keep going with your day. The third is to create a dedicated workspace for yourself. If you're going to work remotely, you need to have a space carved out in your home that is just for you, for your workspace, something that you can technically walk away from at the end of the day. For me, my office is here. So if I spin this around, as you can see, there's my door to my office. And if you look around here, you can see there's where my actual office space is right there. And if you see that, you can get a sense that, listen, you know what, when I come into work in the morning, I literally open the door and I come to work. And then when I'm done, I close the door and I'm done my day. So you can really, um, sorry, I'm going to reset you here. Uh, you can really sort of make a plan for yourself to have a space that's dedicated. Get out of the bedroom, get out of the dining room. I used to see this in early 2020 days before people started to establish spaces for themselves um, where they would be at their dining room table during calls. And I thought, geez, like, that really interferes because now your work is sitting right where you live. So you never can disconnect. You can never disconnect. You need to have sanctuaries in your home where work doesn't invade. So really make sure you spend some time, maybe even a little bit of money, getting a desk, getting a chair, dedicating a room, a closet, a basement space, whatever you have to dedicate a space to yourself that you can literally shut off at the end of the day. The fourth thing I want to share with you today is you need to prioritize your mental and physical health. Now, for the physical side of things, I am most certainly not someone to come out here and preach the notion of being fit because I am clearly not. I carry an extra 65, 70 pounds of fat on my body. It's hard to tell when you're on camera, but I'm quite a heavy girl. And, you know, I'm five foot eight, so I'm pretty tall, but still I, I carry a lot of weight on me. And I gained 25 of that during COVID to 2022 before I retired. The cortisol and stress alone um, kept me from releasing, but because I was so busy, there's no way I could get in the exercise I needed and I didn't prioritize it, quite frankly, for myself. And I still have trouble with this today. It's a habit that I'm trying to learn, integrating walks into my life every day, integrating some form of stretching, which I'm really bad at maintaining, but doing some form of yoga, some form of meditative practice for the mental health side of things and for de-stressing the body. When we work from home, because the blur of home and work life tends to happen, we tend to release the things that are hardest for us to get done. And exercise is just one of those things that we tend to release first. And on the mental health side, I kind of alluded to this, but practice mindfulness. Now you don't have to become a yogi and go sit in some corner somewhere of your house with, you know, chanting and, you know, burning incense. You don't have to do that. My A mindful minute could be simply just learning to box breathe in your chair for a micro minute in your office. When you're feeling stressed out, just stop everything you're doing, breathe in, hold, breathe in for five, hold for six, and then breathe out through the mouth for seven. When you breathe in through your nose, you tell your brain you're safe. It is a trigger for your brain to know that you're safe because when we're agitated and we're excited, we tend to breathe really fast, right? So if you breathe really fast, you're telling your brain that you're stressed out and something's wrong and you're in danger. And so your heart rate goes up, your cortisol gets, your flight and fight gets initiated and then you, you just go bonkers physically. So my point being is that if you want to maintain your physical health, you also have to think about your brain because the two are connected. They're not separate. 
The fifth and final thing I'm going to mention today is to stay connected. Social interaction is an important part of our health. It's important to our mental health. There are studies out there that talk about as we age, the more social connections we have, not only does our quality of life go up, but we can actually live longer because of those social connections. So they're extremely important because humans are social beings. We're wired to be around other human beings. So when we're really stressed out and tired, we tend to shut ourselves in and become kind of like, antisocial in some ways, at least I did. And I know that that's something that people often struggle with when they're working from home because they just feel like their lives are completely out of balance. So I don't need or want to go anywhere. I just want peace and quiet. And you know, if that's what you need, then by all means, listen to your intuition. If you need quiet, then go get quiet. If you need peace, then obviously you want to go for that. But my point being is don't do it at the exclusion of social relationships, friendships, family, love, the people that are around you who care about you, because that isn't going to be good for you on the mental health scale in the long run. A couple of bonus things to think about is limit your screen time. As hard as that can be for us sometimes, I know with me, I can spend literally hours doom scrolling on TikTok. Like it is no surprise for me when I just, I start scrolling and then an hour goes by. I'm like, what the heck did I just do? I just spent an hour on this damn app, right? So you definitely want to limit your screen time because it does activate parts of your brain that just won't shut down and you can't relax when you're on the blue screen. And I'm really guilty of this at night, especially I tend to be the one at night in my bed sort of scrolling. It's just not good for you. So if you can, you know, limit how many times you're on that computer or on that phone, and by all means do that. I, I would also say as a final point, find your joy, do things that you find fun. If you're really feeling imbalanced in your workplace, and uh, as a remote worker, especially, you know, we sometimes feel like we've lost the joy of life. I know I had, and now I just do things that are fun for me on occasion. So one of the things I really enjoy doing is singing on Smule. I love to karaoke on Smule. And I don't do it for the followers, although I have like over a thousand followers now, it's fun. But that's not why I do it. I do it because it allows me to sort of socialize indirectly with people online. I've gotten to know some of the other singers and it's a bit of a community on there that we support each other. And no matter how good or bad we do in our sings, we support each other. And it's an opportunity to listen to some music that you really enjoy, that you really connect with and just sing your heart out. Man, I just get so much joy out of it. And um, it's been fun to also challenge myself from a singing perspective because I'm trying to figure out how do I improve my breathing? How do I improve my delivery of notes? And how do I sustain certain notes? And can I expand my range? These are things that I never would have done before joining Smule, which by the way, was a pandemic find for me. I, I found that during the pandemic when we were all isolated at home, I thought, well, I might as well sing online. It's not like I'm gonna go to some karaoke club somewhere. Find your joy. If painting is a joy, if coloring, if exercise, if going to a museum, if heading to the art, gallery gives you joy, then do that. Find a way to build more joy into your life so that the humdrum of work doesn't feel so bad. Before singing on Smule, I used to like painting and those are my paintings up ahead. I love painting. I love getting my fingers dirty in the paint and just going with the feeling of painting because when you paint abstract, it's not about the mind, it's about the soul and what you're feeling in the moment when you put it on the canvas. So again, find your joy. Thanks again for being here this week. I do appreciate you taking the time to be here. If you like this content, make sure you subscribe or you follow this podcast or this YouTube channel because I am here 
pretty regularly giving you all sorts of tidbits of information and advice so that you can grow in your career. And also I would love to hear in the comments down below, when was there a time when you felt completely out of control in your workplace, when remote work was feeling overwhelming and what did you do to reestablish balance for yourself? Because it might give really good ideas to other people watching this video on how they can establish balance for themselves. Once again, thank you folks until next time. Take care.